Hi, this is Alex. You might recognize me from playing Carl with a C on a grim podcast of Perilous Adventure. The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. For more podcasts like this, please visit professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. A huge shout out to our sponsor, beardeddragongames.online. Pick up all your local game store goodness from Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, or Wafurp 4th Edition, as well as terrain, paints, board games, comics, and more. Make sure to use code professional casual at checkout for free domestic shipping or PCME10 for 10% off your total order at beardeddragongames.online. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. Is episode four? Episode is it really? Four. This is the fourth episode. We're back that some more. We haven't been allowed to leave the compound in a while, so I just assumed <laughs> that, you know, I don't know. Everybody you also never taught us math, so. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, well, we, we, you only need a little bit for this game. I taught you just enough to play this game. Yeah. So welcome to episode four of the Grim Podcast of Perilous Adventure. Thanks for coming back. Yeah. So I'm going to jump right back into where we saw Mina turn a body over. And it looked just like Carl's. <gasps> but if she turns her head, she sees Carl's right over there. Uh-huh. So you guys absconded with a coach. I'm not going to use the word steal anymore because I got a bunch of crap for that last time. Yeah, well, we You absconded with a coach. As you were heading down the road towards Altdorf, you were attacked by a crazed mutant that Lucky knew. His name was Rolf. He wasn't crazed, but <laughs> Lucky was pretty upset that Mina killed him. Still very upset. Yeah, After wow. Carl hit him with a rock. He was crazed. Bruno lost a horse into the woods. We found that horse. You managed to get it back. Yep. Mina did some looting of bodies. Got a chain shirt with sleeves. Um, I don't like the term looting of bodies. It's literally what you did, but okay. Uh, he wasn't going to use it. <laughs> you cut the badge off his jacket and showed it she to was Bruno. Preventing four seasons. Which is very waste. important. Waste not, I'm, want not. This I'm is not, the empire. I'm not like knocking it. That You're sleeve, judging me. That sleeve chain shirt was way better than what you were wearing, and so good for you. it literally saved my life when I got shot. Literally. Well, true, true. Yeah. You heard a noise. You went to investigate. You found a group of mutants that Rolf was part of, but kind of got left behind because he was all crazy. And he was eating a person. Yeah, that was weird and messed up. Mutants eat people. It's what they do. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of had a bit of a standoff. No, you we were talking to them acro- until, across from each other. Oh, man. And then the dude shot me. And then one of you made something, said something to make him mad. It must have been Mina because he shot you. You said something about, oh, because he found so, out you're the one that killed Rolf. You're so accusatory it's this what episode. It's what happened. Wow. It was revealed that you were the one that killed Rolf. Okay. So he shot you with the crossbow. Maybe you dumped his body off of the roof of the coach. It wasn't even up there anymore. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't. He wasn't. It's was too there. foggy to see it. On the road back there. I wasn't riding up there with a dead body all by myself. <laughs> you made it. <laughs> you made your bed. Now ride with it on the roof. Honestly, I can't blame you for not wanting to ride with the dead body. Dead a dead body. mutant body. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that was like bleeding green and red. But you guys did well in the fight. Held your own. 
little bit of damage was taken. Not that much. Less than getting hit by the coach in the first episode. To be fair. Well, all right. Then bodies were looted again. Found some cool stuff. Bruno found a ton of money that he kind of let Carl know about, but nobody else. You were just kind of like, hey, check this out. Which was like six or seven gold crowns worth of stuff. Pretty sweet. Yeah. And that's when Mina was checking the other bodies of the other people. There was another coach turned over. We found out that's what the mutants were doing. They had ransacked this coach, found the other body. So a redeeming quality to all of your trash talking right now. I was looking for survivors. Now, I didn't say anything negative about your actions. I was was just recapping stuff. You're right. But (laughs) I just want it to be known for our listeners out there that I'm not a terrible person. And my character is not either. She's delightful. I think it's fair to say that you're not a terrible person for looting those people, but you are a terrible person for killing Rolf in cold blood on the streets. He was on the side of the road alone and hungry. He, he was, was trying mutant. to survive. Mm. He was mutant. That led us to Mina turning the, this other body over she found on the side of the road with crossbow bolts in its back. Turns it over. It looks exactly like Carl. What happens now? What do you do? What? I'm going to pull the crossbow bolts out of his back. I bet you he's still dead, though. I mean, I yeah, he's going to be dead, but yeah. we can use the bolts. High or low? Oh, high. All right, Fuck. one's broken. High or low? Low. Really going to go through oh. bolt. <laughs> Okay. There's only two, just for oh, fun. Okay. So one of them is usable. Cool. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll search his body a little bit. All right, so you find he's wearing like a long coat, and sticking out of the front pocket is this. Dan hands me a piece of paper. I don't have read or write. I was like, Mina can't read, so. There are many words (laughs) on page. I have found this tissue. (laughs) I think I'll go back to Bruno and Carl and alert them to this strange occurrence. Are twins a thing in in the Empire? I would think so, yeah. You know, like. I mean, with the amount of kids that uh, people have nowadays, yeah. Nowadays. Nowadays. People in the Empire just... You know, having litters of children. <laughs> Got to propagate. Ma had seven last time. <laughs> <laughs> and only three survived. <laughs> That's why you got Terrible. <gasps> oh, that is awful. Oh, uh, yeah. So you find this letter looking thing. I assume Mina thinks it looks pretty official in yeah. this guy's pocket. I mean, the words are all like the same size and shape and in a line. <laughs> It's just the letter O repeated yeah. a whole bunch oh. of times. <laughs> My Cheerios are speaking to me. Oh. Um, yeah, I'll go over to Carl and Bruno. Be like, Carl, you have brothers? Yes, I have three brothers. There is a dead man. Looks like you? I, I mean... Two of my brothers are are lost to me already, and I I hate to think to lose a third. Are you sure? I mean, come come see dead man. I'm gonna take Carl over. I'm, yeah, Carl's going along. All right, so you you head over there and you see this guy. Who's, there's quite a bit of blood. You see a broken crossbow bolt next to him, and it, he doesn't look like a brother of yours. He looks like you, Carl. This is. This is not, this is none of my brothers. This is, is this, is this me? 
It looks like you. He even he has the red like mustache, you. but it's like trimmed up a bit, not as bushy as yours. He has and a letter. I'll take to Ernst and have Ernst read. Yes, yes, we we have to know. All right, I'm going to the coach. I'm very excited to hear Ernst read this letter, actually. <laughs> I wasn't anticipating this. I forgot none of you can read. <laughs> Usually there's somebody that can read in the party. It's so ridiculous. All right, so they're all still just sitting in the coach. All right, I'll pop my head in. Ernst. He, he like, looks up like, huh? Physic man. Mm-hmm. I have a um, letter you can be reading. He takes a letter and he's like, why, why am I reading a letter? I can't. But shouldn't we like be going? No, I need to know letter. It tells us where to go. But I thought we were going to the, to the next coaching in. Is part of the problem. I, uh, I don't know. Oh, I mean, okay. Uh, so it's from Messrs. Lock, Stock and Barrel? Civil lawyers, commissioners for oaths, etc., found at Gartenweg in Bogenhofen. This is Dear Herr Leiberung. After many lengthy researches, we have come to believe that you are the only living relative of one Baronet Leiberung, late of town of Ubersreich. This being the case, and any other heretofore unknown and uh, pertinent. Pertinent factors notwithstanding, I am herewith charged to inform you that you are the sole beneficiary of the late baronet's last will and testament. Whoa. Hereafter referred to as the party of the first part, as well as to entail of his title and all lands and estates. Where did you find this? Um, on a friend. Okay. It's my friend's letter. Uh, I, the undersigned acting in my capacity as legal executor of the aforementioned document of the part. Jeez. I'm just going to skip ahead a little bit. Uh, Come with all speed to my offices at the address superscribed to this letter thereupon and upon your production of a signed and twofold witness affidavit. Confirming your identity as Castor Aloysius Liberung, we shall be pleased to place in your hands the title deeds to Liberung Manor and all attached lands and estates. Whoa. And the bequeathed sum of 20,000 gold crowns imperial. I remain your most humble and respectful servant, Diedrich Barl, KC LLB. Signed this tenth day of Noxon in a two thousand and date. But yeah, this this is this is worth a lot of money. He like hands it back to you, but his hands like shaking just a little bit, like he's like excited and scared about this, and it's just like whoa. Carl. Yeah. Yes. You will be rich. I. I don't. I don't know. I. I can't even pronounce this man's name. <laughs> this is not this is not me. I I know no baroness. My father manages the docks. There is no no blood no no money in my family line. I mean not before, but now you look just like man. 
this letter belongs to is no good to him now. <laughs> this this is not the this is not the right way to prosperity. Prosperity must be earned, not through deception. But how can this man look just like me? This is a much better question. Agreed. Bruno. Yes. Look at the letter. Looks uh, very official. Yes. <laughs> Ernst says this letter mean um, dead man who look looks just like Carl. Oh, what a handsome man! Indeed, the mustache, a trimmed mustache. He will um, get the money from the dead person. Oh, we need money. <laughs> Twenty something. That's like three carriages. Yeah. We could do it's all in letter. Wow. Yeah, to you twenty thousand gold crowns is like a an amount that you can't even fathom. Right. I'm like impressed with five. Like that's twenty gold crowns sounds like more money than a noble would ever have, but twenty thousand is just insane. Yeah. We could definitely use this money to replace that uh carriage that uh was unfortunately lost. Uh, on the road coming here. Carl, I believe that this uh, this wind of good luck has fallen on your lap for a reason. I this does not this does not feel like like my fate. This is this is not the way that I meant to achieve success in life. This is I cannot take another man's money. But he is only family to this baronet. There is no one else. Otherwise, where else does the money go? If not to an, an, an honorable and upstanding man like you, Carl. As you guys are discussing this, you hear like a, a knock, sort of. And um, the one woman that was with the noble, I don't think I ever got her name, sticks or the the... The large woman. The large um, woman. Sticks her head out of the cart and she was like, we need to get going. We're gonna, we're not gonna make it before nightfall. It's true. Then let us make haste. We can discuss this further at the carriage inn. I'm good at making haste. All speed then. Oh God. I'm going to make a perception check. See, Average. Does, does JB have to start rolling? <laughs> yes. Oh, plus 20? Dang. Five degrees of success. Ooh. I'm percepting everything. Bruno, did you make a check? I believe I did. Perception is at a 41. Yes. With Whoa. one degree of success. I had four degrees of success. Carl? Carl is overwhelmed. <laughs> he has failed this check. So and I imagine you're, you're just staring at this letter, even though you can't read it. And you're just, your mind is just going in all directions because you're, you're so like morally compromised. But the rest of you hear like a... <coughs> hooves on the road coming oh. from the direction you guys were traveling in. Hey, did that did that guy have any other forms of identification or anything on him? It sounds like a bunch of horse hooves, like not one horse, but would you have five? Somebody had five degrees of success. Yes, that's me. It sounds like a handful of horses. Ooh, you guys, there you can't are... fit a lot of horses in your hands. So that's probably not many. <laughs> <laughs> Should you want we, to search the body more? I kind of do, but I feel like we should probably be getting the heck out of here. I'll do it. 
All right, so you search this body some more and you find another paper like on an inside pocket of like his shirt. Mm-hmm. I take it. All right. Is it writing on it? Yeah. I put it away. <laughs> All right. It, it's not, there's not as much writing as the other one, but you can't read either. So you don't know right. what it says. So you can't write else? either. He's got, he's got anything else on him? Nope. No gum? <laughs> no, he doesn't have any gum. Oh, shucks. All right. <laughs> what about candles? Oh, yeah. Were there any candles in the other cart? No. Ah, shucks. All right. (laughs) Yeah, so you check the body, find the other piece of paper. Uh, You hear the horse hooves coming towards you. Yeah. From the direction you guys were heading in. Okay. Okay. But a quick scan of the area, you realize that you've got to move bodies and or the other turned over carriage out of the way to continue on. And all the while, the horse hooves are getting closer and louder. Well... I feel like I feel like you almost need to wait for them to get here, right? Because if you're moving bodies around, it's going to seem awfully suspicious. Well, they can I mean, obviously tell that we're with this carriage. Yeah. Rifle owners here. And, yeah, nothing um, suspicious. And, it, and there are mutant bodies out here. Right. No one will blame us. Why would they're that? mutants? Oh, there. Wow. You hear a voice and you see four mounted road wardens. Which are basically like the highway patrol. Real stories of the highway patrol. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, And the leader is decked out. He is wearing the livery of Reichland, red and blue. Very well equipped. Hey, if there is one thing my mother telling me to find in life is well equipped man. (laughs) (laughs) Good one. Good one. Uh, you see four of them. Sorry, five of them come around the corner. Mm. Four of behind. Well, you presume is the leader. You see he's wearing it. He's wielding a long halberd sword on his hip. They are he's they are well armored. And he comes around. He's like, oh, what what has happened here? It looks like this uh, carriage has been waylaid. Uh, unfortunately, it is blocking our path. The next coaching in. If you kind sirs will help us uh, move this debris and these mutant scum off the road, uh, we'll be able to get on our way. He's like, hold on just a minute. And he him and all four of the um, road wardens uh, draw their pistols and like train them. And he's like, we need to do a little digging first. Who are you? Why are you here? What happened? Tell me everything, you know, quickly. I'm Bruno Dict of the Ratchet Line Coaching Company. This is my coach here, and these are my passengers. Uh, we're just going to the next coaching inn, and uh, unfortunately, we came across this ugly scene that you see here. Uh, hopefully, that uh, we can clear this up and be on our way. He clip claps up to um, Nud. You don't know his name, but the leader of the mutants that was covered in green scales, and he kind of like pokes his body with that long halberd and like turns it over, and he was like, mm, "Seems like you did the Empire service." Yes, and we incurred many, many wounds during so I see our you're bleeding battle. There. Yes, I was shot, and um, a passenger also wounded badly. A passenger wounded? That's unfortunate. Well, things seem to check out. We'll get this card out of the way. Thank you, sir. And you guys can be on your way. Thank you. You can kind of assume that he can clearly see you have the insignia of the ratchet line on you. Yeah, I'm going to assume it's on the cart somewhere as well. Of course it is. And it's you know, the same company. So, so it can't be a stolen coach. <laughs> he points to Bruno. He he holsters the pistol and the four others do as well. 
He points to Bruno and Mina and Carl, and he says, give him a hand. And two of the road wardens dismount and go over to the cart. All right. The other carriage. Okay. All right. Uh, we already stripped the, the, the rifle, right? Yeah. The blunderbuss. Okay. Yeah. Mina right. has it. Like yeah. I knew. Okay. All right. I, I, think I, had- I think I put it on the coach in the coach. Cause I didn't want to carry it around cause I got shot in the freaking arm. We could say you put it on top of the coach when you gave yeah. the letter to Ernst to read. Yeah. That's what I did. If one of the soldiers or the road wardens doesn't help me off the coach, I will ask for help. <laughs> no, they yeah. definitely don't. No, I, the I'll leader, call one of them back then. The leader says, I'm Sergeant Flaster. Let's make sure you guys get to the next coaching in. All right. He, he walks, he rides the horse over to the door of your coach. And he kind of talks to the people inside as you guys are go to help. What's Lucky doing? He didn't point you out because you don't look like you'd be much help. <laughs> I got shot. Yeah, but you're strong looking and you, you're, you're in the livery of. I mean, that's you know, true. You clearly are service for the empire. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody comes over to help Bruno unless somebody in the party does. Oh. Carl for sure is going to help them down. Naturally. <laughs> I was, was kind of waiting for that, but yeah. I need help off the carriage. I need help onto the carriage. Yes. <laughs> so the sergeant stayed mounted. Yes. Okay. So I think this is my first opportunity to report a crime. <laughs> <laughs> so he's chatting no. with people in the coach, and when you just kind of like walk up to him and like tap him on the leg. Yeah, I was like, "Hey, so yes, sir." I don't want to be a bother. But while we were on this road, I did witness a murder of my friend and the desecration of a corpse that was being carried uh, to be able to give it a proper burial. A murder? Yeah. There was a a gentleman on the side of the road who uh, was hungry and needed help. And a member of this carriage struck him down. Another member of this carriage threw a, a rock really hard at him. And hit him in the arm. Mina's down the roadways and she says, he was mutant. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to be able to hear this while you're messing around with the oh other cart. Um, he's like, that is a serious offense. Can you tell me more? Um, it was it was the lady that was wounded that you spoke to before. She cut him down in cold blood on the street. He was a friend of mine. Uh, he had had some trouble with the law, but he had paid his dues in the system and was released. I tried to stop her, but she wouldn't listen to me. I did convince them to allow me to take the corpse so that we could give it a proper burial. And then she threw it off the top of the cart. Officer. Wow. Oh, okay. Things are getting more complicated. I'll think I'll speak to her in a moment. She seems to be cooperating at this time, but I will certainly keep an eye on her. Thank you. She has a guilty conscience. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite part of all this is Danny will not look at you right now. She feels no remorse for what she's done. (laughs) And she makes excuses for how she has handled herself. She obviously cannot live with her sin, which is why she threw his body off of the top of the coach. All right. Well, I will go speak to her right now. Thank you. Um, So as they're chatting, Carl, Bruno, Mina, you're working with two other um, of the highwaymen. Mm -hmm. See, they're, they're dressed pretty much the same way. They got those sweet hats. The big hat, big feathers sticking Mm. out of it. They're all wearing metal breastplates, clearly well armed. They all have long swords and pistols. They don't all have the halberds as the sergeant does, but that kind of is like a sign of status there. 
and two of them had dismounted and they're kind of pointing to you where to go to help at least get this cart off the road so it's not totally in the way. Okay. So I assume you guys are just going to push go along or? I mean, yeah, tell me where to move stuff and move stuff. I'm a soldier. All right. So let's just have everybody make a strength test and I'll roll for the two that are helping as well. Oh, yeah. I'm going to make this an extended test that needs five levels of success total to move it off the road enough. Oh, like cumulatively yeah. five. Okay, I was going to say I can't. I literally, it is impossible for me to get five levels of success because I only have a strength 38. Right. But I got two levels. All right, so we got two. I've got one. Oh, Bruno passed two tests in a yeah. row. Wow. Carl, big strong man. Five degrees of failure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, neither the road wardens got it either. I failed with both of them. So you guys get it like it moves a bit, but it's not there yet. So you can stop and kind of catch your breath. And as you're doing that, the sergeant clip clops his way back over and he says, ma'am, I need to speak with you. Baldwin, take her place. Another road warden hops off his horse to go help. And he kind of like motions with his head to like come this way. Yeah, I'll follow him. Uh, he dismounts this time. Oh, and he he stands. So like his horse is between the two of you and everybody else. Mm-hmm. And he says, so. I need you to tell me what happened before you came upon this coach. We left coaching in Mm -hmm. with Bruno driving the ratchet line coach. And in middle of road is man, not man, green, oozy eyes, eating another man in the road. Eating another. Eating another man in the road. That man was dead. Bruno, stop coach. Very adeptly. He is good driver. He stopped coach. I get off coach. I kill mutant so he can no longer eat innocent dead man. A mutant, you say? He was a mutant. He was with this other mutant party and was separated from them. Mm, that's not what the other told me. Well, mutant man before was a mutant was a friend of Lucky's. Is Lucky the... The thin, creepy looking yes. one. <laughs> That's you don't, profiling. You don't hear this. <laughs> he, um, he says the friend's name was Rolf, and he knew him before he came to be on the road to Altdorf. He says, okay, bear with me just a moment. He remounts on his horse, and he whistles, and he says, Villarun, with me. And the last um, road warden that didn't, dis- that didn't go to help with the cart comes over to him. I'm staying mounted. And he says, what was your name, Fraulein? Mina. Mina, please come with us. Show me where this body was. Happily. So you're going to lead them yep. along back up the road? Mm-hmm. All right, so they go off. So we'll go back to the coach with Carl, Bruno, and two other people or three other of the co- of the road wardens. I keep trying to call them the wrong Good name. Good luck, because I rolled the best out of these fools. True. Mm-hmm. So there are th- we have three levels of success so far. We need two more to get it. Off the road enough. Nope. Hey, I got some levels of success with that one. We'll say uh, Leopold managed to get a couple levels of success. How'd you do, Carl? I got a uh, four levels of failure. I I looked right at him and said the wrong name, though. (laughs) That's fantastic. (laughs) What'd you get? (laughs) What? What'd you get? Four levels of failure. Okay. How about actually, Carl? I had three degrees to success. Oh, nice. Uh, I also had that with Leopold. So the plenty this time you're able to move it totally off the road. Out of the way, the road wouldn't say, let's move these bodies now. And 
kind of rope you guys into helping with that as well. Um, so lucky, did you get back in the coach after you talked with Sergeant Flaster? Flaster? Yeah, because I, I think he was like in the coach talking to people, right? So I probably just hung out in there. Okay. You see him go by with Mina and another one of the road wardens. Well, obviously they are performing justice and they are bringing her to a place where she deserves to be for that murder. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you lead them along the road. Yes. Let's say the, the, the body's like a hundred yards or so back. This place is where I dump mutant corpse off top of coach because right. they want me to ride with mutant body on top of coach. So you can find the body really easily yeah. in the middle of the road, kind yeah. of splatted there. There's a bunch of blood, green stuff. He yeah. looks at it for just a minute. He's like, yeah, that's a mutant. And up ahead was... He was the, eating another person. Yes, up ahead is that body. All right. I forgot what name I said now. Villarun, stay here with Mina. And he run, He goes ahead a bit quicker now because he doesn't want to be on the road too long by himself. It's, mm -hmm. it's really foggy. He can't see very far. He goes up. You see he kind of disappears in the fog. Ten seconds later or so, he comes back. And he says, well... Saw a body that was clearly eaten by somebody else. There was a hand separated from it. Looks like you did the Empire Service killing a mutant. Thank you, Fraulein. Many thanks for your observation. Hmm. He says, well, I escort you back. Clip, clap back. So after, like, they're gone for a couple of minutes, and lucky you see them go back in the cart again. And he stops at the cart, looks into one of the windows, and he says, Lucky? Is that the name? Yeah. Uh, seems there's a small misunderstanding that Miss Mina here killed a mutant, which is a service to the Empire. We need to be destroying mutants at all costs. So I appreciate that you were concerned about a possible murder, but when mutants are involved, it's not murder. Listen, kid, family, you can't just leave them. He may have had family before. The unfortunate. They don't deserve to, to be him. able to pay respects to their long lost father. Their I brother? am not riding on carriage with mutant. I would not expect you to. Uh, we're going to leave the body there for now. We'll let the wildlife take care of it. Uh, I'm not going to be setting fire to things in the middle of the road. I'm not going to bring him to the coaching inn to set him on fire either. For now, we need to get you guys moving so we can get back to... What does Bruno pay taxes for? <laughs> <laughs> we need to get to the seven spokes. Before nightfall, which if we need to, if we're going to do that, we're going to need to hustle a little bit. We will escort you there. Make sure we get the rest of the way safe. We just came up that way. Should be fine. Says, ma'am, seems that we're out of spots on the coach. I hate to ask you to get back on top, but sounds like that's where you were already. Is fine. Yes. I said, was it Bruno? You're going to be driving this cart? Yes, sir. All right. And who was the last one of your group here? Bruno up front. He needs my help getting up and down anyway. Uh, your name is, sir? Here? I, I'm Carl. Carl. Good to meet you all. And kind of like waits for you get to get in your spots. Thank you for the escort. Bruno trundles up. <laughs> Probably with a lot of grunting and pushing <laughs> from Carl's end. But Carl, uh, yeah, Carl gives him that one little push up and <laughs> your little legs wiggle in the back as you are crawling up. Very graceful. You have to like you get on your stomach, you have to roll over to be able to sit up. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. you have to scoot over to your spot. And then Carl just like <laughs> bloop, bloop, gets up in the seat. No problem. 
Oh, hey, JB. Yes. Stand for a drive check. All right. Here we go. <laughs> uh, we've got zero fortune uh, left. So uh, let's see what we can do here. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Is it a pass or just not failed by much? It is a pass. Whoa, three in a row. Whoa, right. tonight, guys, and that's the end of episode four. We don't, we don't want to jinx <laughs> no, it. No. Bruno's been replaced by a doppelganger. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're able to to get going just fine. Uh, the bodies are moved out of the way. The cart isn't totally off the road, but it's out of the way enough. You don't crash into anything. Fantastic. And you move along at a good pace. The road wardens kind of push you a little bit more. Like to keep up with them is probably a little bit faster than you would normally drive, especially since you just crashed like two days ago. Speed is. No, yesterday. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, Got to work on my recounting. These cops aren't going to give you a speeding ticket, though. Right. Speed is my forte, so. <laughs> That's what I'm known for. Right. Yeah. So you keep up with them. Uh, it starts to get dusky. It's not quite night when you come upon another coaching in. Looks very similar to the last one. Not exactly the same, but the layout's pretty much not identical, but pretty much the same. Um, there's a sign out front that if you could read, you know, says this, says the seven spokes. But you were told us what it was called. Yeah. So it's pretty obvious. Before we get there, Lucky, do you do anything while you're in the coach? With the other people? I mean, I, I will make an attempt to try to get close to that noble woman's daughter again. Uh, <laughs> if if not, no, I'll, I'll keep mine to myself. All right. I just want to make sure you didn't have Ernest to read that thing. You're, oh, if you're going to do that. Not not in front of everybody. No. OK, fair. Uh, yeah. So if you I'm you, still in mourning. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to like make eyes at the other girl or yeah. you try to talk to her? Yeah, I will try to long-range flirt. Oh, how? That's uh, an advanced or do you, skill. You want to make a, like a fellowship check or charm or something and then describe how you do it based on the role? Yeah, I do. I do want to make a charm check. Sweet. All right, so uh, three degrees of success on that charm. Wow. Okay, so Shot what do you do to me. represent that three degrees of success? I make eye contact. And then I roll up my sleeves and I just like put my arms back and like show how deeply recessed my biceps are into my bone structure. <laughs> and then I'll flex my pecs real quick and just kind of like wink at her. I mean, three levels of success. She she doesn't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> um, she smiles a bit, uh, but then you notice that Lady Sold is gives her a look and she kind of looks away, but like she, she didn't mind. I make the same display <laughs> to uh, the lady too. Lady is old. Lady is old. Oh no. Uh, she glances at her like bodyguard real quick and she like tries to stand up in the cart as best she can <laughs> to like be, to like tower over you. And then she like pokes you in the chest real hard. <clears throat> And she just says, enough of this. And well, then I'm sits just, down. Just laying out. <laughs> <laughs> just laying Pokes out. You in your little tiny pancake peck. <laughs> Actually, I'm going <laughs> to. I bet you've never seen this many ribs on display before. <laughs> so I just rolled a strength test for her real quick. Mm -hmm. she Am rolled... I dead? <laughs> <laughs> 
She rolled four degrees of success mm. on that poke. Oh, God. Well, she's not trying to hurt you, but like. It doesn't sound like it. <laughs> Where'd she get him? She em? pokes you right in that little nerve cluster over mm. your solar plexus. And it's just like, you can't help but be like, oh. And like, you, you take your arms down to like cover your chest. Like, ow. Ew. Well, that's smart. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I said the rest of the rest of the, the, the trip to the seven spokes goes by smoothly, swimmingly. Some might say, obviously I am a threat. <laughs> One could say that. So the coat, you, where do you stop the coach? JB, Bruno, uh, hopefully inside the inn, uh, as close as I can get to the stables. All right. So go to the stables. You go around the inn, mm-hmm. uh, Carl, make a drive check for us. Um, oh, bad news, fellas. Uh, that's five degrees of failure. Wow. All right. So Bruno continues the coach around the coaching and to go towards the stables and everybody inside is like, wait, what are you doing? Why aren't you stopping? Why aren't you letting us out? Because I'm bringing the horses to the stables. Walk around. Is your job as a coachman to bring horses to stables or to bring people to their destination? (laughs) You're here at the, the coaching inn. You've made it safe and with all your limbs. I mean, I do have all my limbs. Can't complain about that. What more could one ask for? Do you continue on to the stables or do you stab? How far are the stables? They're around behind the end. This layout's pretty much the same as the first one. Oh, um, yeah. If, if, if the passengers are complaining about walking after being driven uh, <laughs> for miles and miles and miles, they're complaining about walking a few feet. Yes, I'll stop and let them off. All right. Um, yes, I was just imagining that you <laughs> so inept at this that you <laughs> didn't think to stop in like the usual like courtyard area and let oh, people yeah, no. out as would be normal custom. No, because no. you haven't done this before. You didn't <laughs> no. get to the last <laughs> in with coach intact. So uh, the, the, oh those God. riding in the coach are used to stopping, being let out, and then you go take care of the horses. They're uh they're spoiled. Spoiled. They head out. Um, ladies old and her entourage just kind of wait standing next to the coach. Mm. Mina up top. What do you do? I'm going to hop down. Do they need their stuff handed to them? <laughs> yeah, they, they expect you to give. give you- oh, gotcha. Uh, uh, many uh, apologies, milady. Here are your uh, nice bags. You're going to like hand them down. Yeah, I, can. I forget. Did you load up the coach before? No, Carl. Because you were helping people. Yeah, yeah, that was. Yeah. Right. So you notice these. A lot of these are way lighter than they look. A lot of these boxes are quite big. Gotcha. But are not heavy at all. Okay. They feel almost empty. And like as you're lowering one down, you see Lady is old, like almost wince, like huh, like she goes to reach out as uh, one of her bodyguard lady takes one of them and almost drops it, but mm-hmm. she steadies it just in time. And she's loaded up with a bunch. She gives one to the the other servant or woman. You don't know any of their names yet, I don't believe. I think uh, Ernst had a bag up there. Philippe had a bag up there. How's Philippe doing? I mean, he doesn't look good, but he's not, like, dying. Tonight's going to be the night to play him in cards. <laughs> <laughs> While he's out of sorts. Yeah, he was down to two wounds. While he's left. lost a lot of blood, yes, very specifically. Yeah. <laughs> so, many drink... Yes. And then cards. Mm. Many drink. Many drink. I mean, you guys don't know, but we know as players that Carl can certainly afford. Or no, Bruno. I keep getting guys mixed up for some reason. You guys can uh, afford to buy some drinks for people. Yeah. 
And uh, I feel like uh, the rest of the party has earned their keep. Uh, dispatching of those vile mutants. Uh, yeah, drinks could be on me. Right, so you get the, the coach unloaded. Now you can take the horses to the stable. Are you going to do that, Bruno? Does that require another uh, drive check? No, it'll require <laughs> animal care. Oh, no. um, <laughs> Is anybody going to help Bruno with this or head inside? Yeah, Carl will help out. Mina's going inside. Lucky? I am also going inside. All right. So again, this, the setup's the same as before, where there's like that hallway, basically, that exposed hallway. You know, the bar room's on the right side. Everybody goes in there to talk with the innkeeper to set things up. The inside is pretty similar. The layout's slightly different, but it's the same kind of thing. Very welcoming, warm, dry. There's a, a, a number of people in here, in addition to everyone that just showed up. Pretty nondescript. There's a look like a bunch of town, like, locals at the bar at the moment probably a couple like a bunch of farmers kind of thing what time of the evening is it yeah it's it's dark now like it's the sun is pretty much set at this point i just didn't know like what time of year you know what i mean is it like a right because is it like june or is it december so like mid-fall so be the equivalent of like october so like dinnerish time yeah but not like probably super like time. six six thirty okay in our reckoning all right yeah you'd be hungry for sure Hungry for justice. Maybe want a drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got kind of a vendetta against Mina at this point. Well, yeah. Remember that time she killed my friend and I told her not to? And then she did it anyway. <laughs> and then remember that other time when I was talking to my friend's friends and then she just started shit so they would shoot her? <laughs> Oof. All right. So Bruno and Carl lead the horses to the stables. I'm going to have you guys make an extended animal care check between the two of you. I'm going to have... Looking for a certain amount of success levels to do this properly. I feel like Carl should get a bonus because of that horse call. <laughs> He's like connected. That was pretty epic. Uh, let's see. Is this at a straight? Yep. Um, all right. Challenging. So plus zero. Challenging. I'm going to have three degrees of success. Whoa. Yeah. Carl? Two. De- uh, I'm sorry. Three degrees of failure. Oh. <laughs> Did you guys swap dice? <laughs> What is that? Four tests in a row, Bruno's pass? This yeah. is amazing. Yeah. You know what? It's a new set of dice. Oh, oh that does uh, that. that'll do it. Carl, do you want to use I, a fortune point for that? Uh, no, it's really not worth it to me. Would you like to beseech the dark guns? No, nah, I think it's going to maybe be cool if something bad happens with a horse. I'm fine with it. One of these days, somebody's going to do that rule. <laughs> I just haven't had the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you manage. So that cancels out to zero success levels. But you, you manage to get the horses kind of set up. There is like a stable boy in there who kind of walks you through it because he's like, these guys, when they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> he's like, no, you need to brush them down before you leave. They need that and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And to water the horses that goes on top of them, or <laughs> I don't know if you're that dumb. Okay, all right, good. <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah, so you manage to kind of get them set up, and once you're finished, the stable boy kind of stands next to the doorway and like watches you leave. Uh, I, I Carl nudges Bruno a little bit. It's like he he did help us a little bit back there. And uh, as I walk by, I pat his head and I say, thank you for your help, sir. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're so generous. The first night in the end and you can't tip this kid. Oh, oh, does he wants he wants to tip? 
Oh, all right. Uh, well, I mean, that's the GM talking. I'm not <laughs> telling you you have to tip him. Bruno just pat him on the head and was like, thanks a lot. And the kid's like, whatever. <laughs> you foggy. Yeah. To the, to he, the. If he's holding out his hand, I give him a gentleman's high five and continue on. <laughs> all right. He's not happy about that at all. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're going to get spit in your breakfast. I know it. <laughs> Bruno probably wouldn't know the difference anyway. So Lucky, Mina, what are you guys doing in the bar? They're gone for probably 20 minutes taking care of the horses at least. Ooh, hey. ooh. so we have some animosity in the group. Are you going to like sit together? Well, so, hey, I don't I don't know who reported you to that warden before. <laughs> but I just I just want to let you know that, you know. Well, it is funny because warden tell me tall, creepy kid. Report me. Yeah, Ernst. Yeah. Probably. Ah, was probably Ernst. Ernst. I think maybe you rubbed him the wrong way or something. I think mean, he gets really skeeved out when you're around. <laughs> I did literally describe Ernst as looking a lot like Lucky. That is true. <laughs> Just yeah. with different that is hair. True. <laughs> oh, Mina, make an intuition check. Based on your initiative. Interesting. Oh, I made it. Right, right. <laughs> so, well, how many degrees? How many? Success levels. None. Okay. Let's have that be an opposed test versus lucky charm. Yeah, let's go with charm, I guess. I think that makes the most sense there. I fail by one degree. All right. So she's pretty sure you're full of it. And it was, she's certain it's you, not Ernst. We just, we, we really can't rule anything out. <laughs> I just, well, I, I could have ridden up there with him if you just didn't want to ride with him. That was important to me that we get to bury my friend. I am sorry. I was not more understanding. I, too, have lost a friend and was not able to say the fitting goodbye. So did you put him on a cart to like bring so that you could say goodbye to him and then someone kicked it off because they just didn't want to ride with him or? No, he was killed in a battle and then we had to um, leave the battlefield and we could not collect our dead. All right. It really doesn't make me feel good when you make me feel bad. (laughs) (laughs) So if we can just go ahead and not do that again, please. So I am sorry. I was not considerate of your feelings for your friend, Rolf. Well, that's all right. I just wanted an apology. Thanks. (laughs) Well, we resolved that pretty quickly. Are you guys going to go find a table, sit at the bar? While you're doing this, well, so retroactively, where, where were you while you're having this conversation? Probably because all the other people are probably checking in and stuff, right? Yeah. So, I mean, probably in line for that. Just hoping yeah. that, that mom comes with the credit card to you know, <laughs> be able to pay for us. <laughs> oh, so you're kind of holding the spot in line until yeah. Bruno gets there? Yeah, that's yeah. how I imagined it. All right. So the bar, the, the innkeeper here is going to be Halfling. Oh. I haven't seen one of them yet. Very short person. Probably... Up to Nina's waist. Okay. Because you're... I'm 5'8". Yeah, probably up to your waist. A little rotund halfling. Looks a lot like Bruno, but even shorter. Ask him if his daddy's here. They got big sideburns, similar to (laughs) Gustav in the last inn. Okay. Big sideburns, but this time it's like, I want to say bright brown, like... Like a mousy brown. Yeah, because Gustav was all like... Braid. Mm-hmm. He's got that big shock of mousy brown hair, big old sideburns. He's got the hairy tops of his feet, kind of thing. Very similar to Hobbits. Seems pretty friendly. Lady is old, kind of pushes to the front of this line, gets there first, speaks with her. 
well, doesn't speak with her directly. Mm-hmm. He sees her speaking with her the younger servant. Lucky, make a perception check here. A younger servant? It's not her daughter. It's a servant. Well, the other person with her. You don't know who she is. Uh oh. Uh, perception, you say? Can I reach out to the dark eyes? If you don't have, if you want to re-roll, and you don't have a fortune point. So how does this all work? Reaching out to them. So you get a re-roll. Whether you make it or not, you gain a corruption point. And like, what's a bad level of corruption? I believe it's once you get to your toughness bonus in corruption. Oh, so it's really only a couple. It doesn't take much. Hmm. Yeah, I don't want to reach out to the dark eyes for that. <laughs> uh, I fail by um, two degrees of success or failure. I negatively succeed by two. <laughs> I like that. That's a good way to describe it. If you gain more corruption points than your willpower bonus plus your toughness bonus, you immediately attempt a challenging, which is plus zero, endurance test. If you fail, then you gain a mutation. So it's not as bad as I thought. So most people, it's going to be like seven. Yeah, let's reach out to the dark gods then. All right, so you can re-roll it, but you gain a corruption point. Sure. All right, that was super not worth it. <laughs> it got, did it get worse or just not? It got better. Uh, you made it. Did I? What's my perception? No, my perception is a 37. Right, you got a five. <laughs> oh! What? <laughs> yeah, look at that. I did it. Did you think you rolled a 50? Uh, yeah, I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> So you make it with three levels of Thanks, success. Nina. <laughs> Good thing other people are looking at your dice. I'm glad we're friends again. <laughs> so before you guys start, like, as you're kind of thinking about what you're going to say to Mina as you're waiting in line, you overhear them talking to the innkeeper. You hear the innkeeper's name is Cat. Just Cat, but, sounds like. Okay. And you hear him talking to uh, the girl introduces herself as Jana. Okay. And there, you hear them buying a, a room upstairs for silver okay how much how much is it for a room does she introduce her as her servant is she a servant she introduces herself as lady is old's handmaiden okay jana um so the to stay in the common room you over here is the same price as the other place it can be 10 pennies to sleep on the straw 15 penny a person to sleep in a bed the rooms upstairs 10 silver for a room upstairs man that's so much money that's a lot that's of so silver. much money Room stairs can f- sleep up to four people. So you're saying there's room. So you could buy one room for all four of you if you want. So you can hear all I this. I meant there's room in their room for me. Uh, true, yeah. <laughs> I would love they to do buy one room for the happen. three of them. What's that? They, they, buy, they get one room for the three of them. Okay. All right. Philippe is up next. Jana? You said her name was? Or yeah. Jana? Jana. Jana. All right. Philippe is up next. At this point, I assume you guys start your conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Philippe speaks with him for a while. They reach, come to their settlement. He goes to a table in the corner, pretty much the same spot he was in the night before. Ernst is up next. They talk for a bit. Ernst disappears out the door with his stuff. And at this point, Bruno and Carl come in. Uh, before we uh, come in, uh, Carl's going to pull Bruno aside uh, outside of the tavern room on the way back from the stables and say, Bruno, I, you wink at me during the day earlier. Good news has happened. I'm ready to hear it. Carl, we may be rich. Look at this. And I uh, pull aside my, my cloak to uh, reveal a, uh, a locket made of silver and a ring made of gold 
to be able to be sold, hopefully to whomever can buy it. What? Where did this come from? This was found on that, uh, that mutant, the, the leader there. He had all this in his uh, pouch. This is a good way to earn, to kill mutants in service of the Empire and be rewarded for it. I do not feel the same way about this letter that we found. Yeah, well, sometimes that uh, Sigmar smiles in mysterious ways, and I believe Sigmar's smiling upon you right now. You just have to accept the fates or not. Uh, again, fate's a fickle bitch. Uh, you gotta... <laughs> Maybe, maybe you are right, Bruno. I've seen such terrible fate losing my brothers. And if fate is fickle, then perhaps something good can happen. Yeah. And And again, if, if, uh, if you don't want to spend all your days down at the docks, I'll make something better of yourself. Maybe, uh, build something up. All right. Get yourself a nice wife and have a few kids. Hopefully she won't die like mine did. Yes. This is a sad reminder. Let us, let us go in and have a drink. Get our room. Maybe we can not sleep on the floor tonight. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. That sounds real good. You guys are adorable. <laughs> <laughs> the cutest little romance I ever did see. <laughs> so it sounds like Carl and Bruno head to the bar room. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You head on in and you see Lucky and Mina just step up to a little halfling. Hey, we saved you spy guys over here. Oh, fantastic. Warm ale and warm food. The halfling <laughs> looks up to me and says, the name is Ket. I'm the proprietor of the Seven Spokes and I get you anything other than food and drink. You're here for the night, I assume. Looks like you're a coachman. Yes, yes. And uh, these are uh, all my good paying customers and friends. Hopefully you can get us a uh, good deal. Yeah. You're looking for a room or are you going to be in the common room? Let's let's uh, fortune has smiled upon us today as uh, we have Did it? been. W- yeah, we were waylaid by a band of uh, mutants, but we valiantly fought them off. I heard it was a, a rough day for this coach. Glad yeah. you made it here. Well, the you're looking to get a room upstairs. Yes. All right. That'll be. Let's see, we can fit all four of you in there. That'll be uh, 10 silver. All right. All right. It'll cover your dinner and breakfast. Drinks are extra, of course. I can't. I can't chip in for that. You're paying for that. Well, it's. Yeah. Ratchet life is like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Locked in now. You pay out of that newly acquired. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I'll I'll like reach like deep, deep into uh, (laughs) my cloak here. Like. (laughs) You know, make sure that nobody can can see what I'm um, like uh, jingling around back here, and uh, I'll pull out a uh, a gold crown that may be able to be uh, broken down. All right, well, just give me a minute here. I'll be right back. Uh, have a seat. I have some. I got beef stew for dinner tonight. With a, I'll bring out a whole loaf of bread for you. Well, heck yeah! All right. 
I am saying any night without fish for dinner is a good night. <laughs> uh, and he goes to the bar, speak with his barman there, who is another halfling, but Aww. taller than the bar. Like the bar is a standard bar, but the halfling's above it. And you see the other halfling goes behind the bar and then you see him kind of boop, 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 his head pop up from behind. They've clearly got like a raised area there behind back That's there. Cute. He heads over to the other halfling and they kind of exchange coins. He comes back over to you guys at the table and he hands Bruno a bag, a little coin purse. Hmm. And he says, I'm very glad to have your business. Can I get you any drinks before I bring your order to the kitchen? Do you have any of that uh, halfling apple brandy that I've heard so much about? I do, in fact. Had a shipment in last week. Haven't gone through the whole thing yet. Quite. Would you like a pitcher? <laughs> for the table, of course. <laughs> I mean, not just for you. <laughs> Should have seen Tim's face then. Like, what? A pitcher of brandy? <laughs> Sometimes I forget how you, you big folk drink. Uh, I can't obviously I can't have a whole picture, but are you looking for just for yourself or does anybody else want some apple brandy? It is a special of the moon. Uh, bring a bottle for the table. It, uh, it's a good day for us. And uh, again, we've earned it for defeating all those nasty. nasty Sounds great. Let me just have that your, uh, that bag back for a second. How much? It'd be silver for a bottle of new apple brandy. At least that. You take a silver out of the bag for him. I take a silver. Oh, out he was going to take it for him. Okay. Yeah, if fair. he makes this much, can you imagine what a good coachman would make? Cat's <laughs> <laughs> just kind of like uh, that weird comment. Okay, and then he scampers off to the to the kitchen, pretty pleased, and like he of just course. sold four rooms. I am wondering though, with these ratchet lines. Last night we have um, okay food and drink. We sleep on floor tonight. We get bed and brandy tomorrow night. Who knows? I mean, shoot. tomorrow night you should be in Altdorf, if you know. <laughs> so we, we will be in big city and we will be sleeping with the nobles. The the bodyguard of Lady Isol just kind of looks over like, hmm? <laughs> I don't even think she's a noble. <laughs> I so, think I might have an in. So friends, I do have a topic to to discuss with you. Um, Carl, you helped the noble woman with her luggage this morning. Mm, yes. Did you notice um, it was um, it was too light? It was not a packed luggage. Mm. All the luggage feels light to me. And Carl flashes uh, his bicep. <laughs> <laughs> What's your strength? Uh, I got a forty-five strength. All right, okay. so it's actually kind of yeah, impressive. You're actually yeah, really strong. yeah. I yeah, I've got the very strong sure talent. How high it was? Yeah. Uh, I, I noticed when I unloaded it, it felt as if the boxes were were filled with air with nothing in them. You know, to be fair, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense that she's actually traveling with us if she can't even bear speaking to common folk. I mean, she's nuts to butts with us, you know? Mm, this you want to, is you a want good to do point. that one over? Do you want me to keep that in? Nuts to butts? <laughs> yeah. I love nuts to butts. <laughs> I don't think it's off base. I don't know. It's up to you. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's safe, though. You want to keep it clean. Is that know. like the spooning? Oh, it means like. No, when you're riding motorcycles. Oh. Two dudes riding a motorcycle, you ride nuts to butts. These two people, any. When you're really close together, when you're packed in, it's nuts to butts. <laughs> I gotta start saying that in normal conversation. <laughs> right. my, my original 
Twitch channel was called Nuts the Jets <laughs> because I love that saying so much. Okay. All right, kids, load up. We're going for a hike. Nuts to butts. <laughs> uh, or, you know, if you're jammed in a car together, it's ass to ankles or things like that. Nuts to butts is when you're like queued up in a line real tight. So this is like one of the highest stakes v- visits to Urban Dictionary in a while. <laughs> Um, she does not seem like a friendly person and was very uptight when I was helping with her luggage and did not even say thank you to me. Do you think she's faking who she is? Do you think she's not really a noble? Or were there just like really light hats in those boxes? I don't know. It felt like nothing in the box. Nothing at all. Everybody make a lore Reichland check and everybody has that. Maybe, maybe she's going to shop for stuff and those are to bring it back, like bringing a backpack in your suitcase. Neither of those things exist. Never mind. What? <laughs> you know, like if you're going to go on like a cruise or something, you'll put like a backpack in your carry on so that you can put stuff in it and have it in a carry on on the way back. It's not going to fit in your suitcase on the way back. I haven't heard of that, but it seems like a pretty good idea. Yeah, it is. Real good idea. <laughs> <laughs> what are we making? Laura Reichland? Yeah. I didn't get it. Okay. Um, Carl's got three degrees of failure. I have one degree of success. All right. Well, what you said makes a lot of sense that they could be hat boxes. She seems like a lady that wears a lot of fancy hats. You do know now that you mention it, you do know she's wearing a different hat than she even was when you got here. Wow. That seems pretentious. It's like Jeff Lowe and his motorcycle jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I got 45. <laughs> well, that is making me feel more relieved about the lady. I mean, I wouldn't take her off suspicious notice. I mean, I really have no idea why she's riding with us because she really does not like to uh, interact with anybody. <laughs> it is interesting. Would not a rich person just hire a private coach? Right. You know, you know about these things. I mean, sell one hat. That's like 18 coaches. <laughs> I think. What if they were robbed earlier? Oh. Okay. And again, you are riding with the ratchet lines. That's the best coaches you're going to find around It is the primo these. line. I mean, they buy you rooms. Yeah. That's real nice. A, a room and they buy you friends. And they don't and run you over. At this true. point, Kat comes back um, with yet another halfling, not the one behind the bar, Aww. carrying out four trays or four big bowls, like entrees of soup. Um, looks like pretty good looking stew, steaming. There's chunks of stuff in there. Looks like meat and potatoes, carrots, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, a third halfling comes out with a loaf of bread on a tray in one hand carrying. Now I'm going to have another halfling come out carrying Damn. the pitcher with two hands because they're small. They all look pretty similar to cat. They got the same mouse brown hair, same kind of features. Ah, thank you, cat and cat's family. Oh yeah. 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 These are my sons. Oh, so thank you. Can't take it. Man, kids so. having kids. <laughs> <laughs> he says, oh, yeah, they, they, they help me so much. This is what the, in his name after the seven spokes. Oh, you have seven kids, seven sons. Yes. Uh, all sons, too. Do, do you have do you have any brothers or sisters? Of course. Do they have a bunch of kids, too? Probably. They're over in the moon. I haven't seen them in quite a time. Oh, they don't live close. No. Who are you going to marry your sons to? Whoever they choose. What do, you, what do you mean? <laughs> I don't get it. Ah, making must, jokes? You must be from another part of the Empire. Well, yeah, I'm from a different part of the Empire. Yes. Than this. Halflings, we, we allow our, our, our people to, to marry as they wish. 
Well, that's incredible. That's yes. really progressive of you. We like to think that it's inviting. Yeah. Enjoy your stew. And then he point he puts it in front of you, and it's a it's a pretty big bowl. It looks really big in his hands, and yeah. he puts it in front of you. It's not as big looking, but it still looks like a pretty good amount of stew. They put the bread on the middle. That's steaming too, very fresh. Mm. The the fourth halfling puts the pitcher down. Has some cups he pulls out from like a little pouch he had on him or whatever. And Kess is gonna get anything else for you? Uh, just a uh, a question. The vegetables in the stew, you get these from the the dirt. Yeah, it's where you get carrots and potatoes. You dig that, not like soggy, wet marsh vegetables. I mean, they're wet in the stew. Is different. No, they're not from a marsh. We have a garden out back. <sighs> Looking back to the table, uh, Bruno's got half the loaf already finished uh offering up uh, uh looking guiltily as uh he he uh kind of breaks off a piece and offers it to each of you uh on the tray is a, a bowl with a bunch of butter in it too oh gosh yeah half of that is also gone i mean he um, paid for it yeah right i'm gonna pour our glasses and say a toast to bruno and ratchet lines for much hospitality i have no idea to ratchet lines, I say, uh, with as much gusto as I, I can to make sure that everybody in knows that the ratchet lines are the best lines. So you guys clink your glasses together. As you do this, you all feel full of determination. So we're going to do a little bit of experience. All right. All right. For what you've done in the last day or so. Yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll read them off. And then we'll kind of tally it all up together. So four, I don't think we did experience since partway through episode one. Actually, I think it was about this time when we got to the inn before, right? No, it was after the inn because because I gave you experience, experience for, for stealing, stealing the coach. The coach yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, right. So you're going to get ten points for defeating Rolf. God, <laughs> you don't have to accept it. <laughs> Can I refuse? Not? You're going to get another eighty for defeating the mutants. Nice. 10 points for finding the inheritance letter and five points for your interplay with the road wardens. Hmm. And then just for general role playing, I'm going to give you guys another 50. I'm not sure what that totals to. I didn't add it up in my head. That is 155. Perfect. Kind of random number. All right. So we're going to end episode four with you guys clinking your glasses all together over the table. You're kind of coming together as a party. We had a little bit of, inner party turmoil there but it seems to she just needed to apologize she just had no remorse for it <laughs> just say you're sorry it's fine we are fine now she's a soldier she cannot have remorse for killing <laughs> I mean it was my friend though <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this, check out all of our other great stuff over at the network. For example, dropping Mondays, we've got the Lost Omens podcast, our Pathfinder 2E actual play podcast. Join us as we start off with the Extinction Curse and navigate the world as members of a traveling circus. Also on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern time on twitch.tv slash professional casual network, we've got Oh Yeah! The Power Phase, a battle report stream live from Bearded Dragon Games where we go head-to-head playing Marvel Crisis Protocol. Every Wednesday is Patreon Day over at patreon.com slash professional casual. Every week on the Patreon, you will get new vlogs, bonus content, and a whole slew of other great stuff. Next up on Thursdays, we have a grim podcast of Perilous Adventure, our Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay 4th Edition actual play where we're 
playing through the enemy within, widely considered one of the greatest campaigns of all time. If actual plays aren't your jam for role-playing entertainment, on Sundays at 3 p.m. Eastern, we have the Grim Stream of Perilous Lore, where I will be streaming at our Twitch, talking about the lore of the old world of Warhammer. Every Friday, get ready, big chuckers, because Elite Eight Showdown is out both as a podcast and on YouTube, where we take a eight subject bracket that can be about anything and everything, pit them against each other and fight them to the death. And you can always hop on over to any of our social media sites and check us out there and get in touch with us if you need to. Over on Twitter, we're at Top Tier Casual. Instagram and Gmail are both The Professional Casual. And then on Facebook and our website, it's uh, Professional Casual.